it's Wednesday, and I'm awake, and I have coffee, and I'm gonna drink it, what? Oh, it was reminding me that there's chat, I know that, thank you YouTube. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Wednesday, December 11, 2019. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Look at that. It's a different mug. So, it's backwards because I'm using the, the facing, the rear-facing camera, front-facing camera, whichever one it is. Um, but it's reversed, and... It says Team Jaden. So Jaden, young Jaden D. McCauley, is a young man that I first got to know on the tournament circuit. Uh, really like his family, his father, Jose, his, his wife, Rebecca. They're great, great people. And I, I really like them. I really appreciate them. He was a team member of Team Whistlekick for this year. And uh, this mug showed up in the mail as a nice surprise. For supporting him this year. He is not on Team Whistlekick for 2020. That was his decision. And we don't need to talk about it. Good morning, Frank. Uh, but he's a great kid, a wonderful, wonderful martial artist. I mean, it, it, I wish I was as good as it got to when I was his age. I mean, just he's exceptional. He's a wonderful forms practitioner. And he's a good fighter. He's a great all around martial artist. He's got a good heart, he's a nice kid, and the only thing that's gonna keep him from becoming absolute, like, over-the-top world champion is burnout. So, as long as he stays interested in it, uh, he's gonna crush it. Good morning, Casper. Uh, first thing I'm gonna let you all know about is related to the book. There will be multiple book announcements as we keep going. So. Paperback is live on Amazon, and regardless of where you are in the world, you can order that book. Uh, we've got the price on it fairly low, not certainly not high, not as high as we could have made it, because uh, the goal is to put it in the hands of a number of people. Um, through the end of the year, it will have a limited edition cover, and starting the first of the year, I'm going to change that cover. So, uh, if you if you are someone who likes to collect things, get this cover. Uh, the, the Kindle book will be released on Friday. Um, that's even less expensive. But if you want an autographed copy, you go to whistlekick.com. So I'm going to keep uh, a small stash of paperbacks around. And basically, you're paying for the book. And for me to reship it, not. I think I think it might be an extra dollar or two that that we're profiting on the autograph copy, which covers my time going to the post office. Like it's not, not doing anything expensive, egregious with it. So, updates on the book. Oh, and um, hoping that the audio editing is done. If it's not today, it's tomorrow. So there's a, still a chance that that goes live this week. I've done as much of the setup work as I can. So, 
that's where we at. We're at with the book. Uh, what else is going on? Both of the podcasts that I was supposed to do yesterday fell through. So the first one, uh, let's see, I can be direct because nobody's going to be able to know who it is because we don't talk about who's who we're scheduled with. Um, it took the guest 40 minutes to figure it out, which is really frustrating to me because we send out information quite a ways in advance and we strongly recommend, hey, if you've never used Zoom before, which is the free software that we use for our, our meeting so we can record it, try it. Try it ahead of time. Stupid fly. There's a fly. Um, most people elect not to do that, and the vast majority of people have no problems, but this person had problems, and my frustration at about 15 minutes goes beyond what I'm able to handle and move past. And I don't want to have a crummy interview. So we're going to reschedule with this person. 40, 42 minutes. It took 42 minutes. And then the other one, this was weird. So someone had reached out to me a couple weeks ago and said, hey, would you be on my show? It's not a martial arts show. I think they were inviting me on as a, as a business person. That, that was fine. It was cool. I'm always happy to appear on someone's podcast. I mean, it's good for us. But also, I had a lot of people who were generous with their time when I got started, so I want to make sure I return that favor. And so we settled on a date and a time, and yesterday morning, I was like, hey, what's, uh, what's going on? I don't have a link. I don't have any information on what, what we're doing. And she writes back. She's like, you seem really upset about this. Like I'm not, I'm not upset. I just kind of want to be prepared. I want to know what's going on. I'm used to getting information more than you know, two and a half hours ahead of when we're recording. And uh, and she wrote back. You've you've become hot. I might not be getting the words right, but this is the gist. You've become hostile, and I don't want to interview you now. It's not going to be a good interview. And it was like, okay, I'm not being hostile. I just need to know what's going on. I want to be prepared. I want to put my best foot forward. I want to respect your time and your show. And uh, it was weird. I don't know. But other than that, I got a lot done. Of course, a lot was, was working on the book, but uh, got through some email, um, went to the gym. Had a great workout. Um, just a bunch of chore stuff. Acupuncture. Had acupuncture. Today, got, what's going on? Client meeting. Going to the massage therapist so he can fix me. He's awesome. If anybody lives in central Vermont, any of you out there, Brad Heiberger in Stowe. I've been utilizing massage therapists for 25 years. Mm, maybe not quite that long, 20 years. Uh, Brad is exceptional. Brad, yeah, like I'm going in, I got some knee stuff. 
and I, I just, I'm fully confident he's going to fix it in like one session because that's what he does with everything. He's awesome. So, if you want contact information, reach out. I'll tell you how to find him. Uh, oh, I am stiff. Crunchy, crunchy. Okay. Uh, today, what else is going on? I think that's it. We've got a sale going on. You're probably all getting the newsletters. You know about that. Um, continuing to play with the content that's coming for the Patreon sponsors or supporters patrons I think is the word they want me to use but that seems silly and uh, looks like I'll, I'll have some time this week to record some of the content that I'm promising people so, patreon.com slash whistlekick if you want to throw a couple bucks our way and, and help out and be able to see some of that original content come on tablet open Go. We got some questions. If digestion uh what Frank? I don't understand that comment. If digestion is the second most energy intensive process in the body, what is the first? My understanding is it's the brain. That the brain uses that many calories, that it uses some crazy number of calories, which is why if someone, oh, it's making a, 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 a comment about Patreon, don't turn away, give today. It rhymes. Uh, this is why even someone who's in a coma um, still needs food. This is why someone who's bedridden still needs to eat uh, so they don't waste away because the brain is the priority is the thing that's going to use the most calories. I don't know how many that is, but of course, if you were incredibly active, right? If you were like running marathons or something, that may not be true, but for most of us, it's the brain. Lots of calories in the brain. And that's why it's important to have good food because food is fuel and if you're fueling your brain well things work right I mean we've all thought of we've all experienced brain fog from eating certain foods this is where that comes from it's it's like putting the wrong fuel in your car might not work well might not work well there we go words do you have your personal trainer certification do you think martial arts instructors would benefit from having a personal trainer certification? Um, sort of. So when people mean that, they're usually meaning one of the national strength and conditioning organizations like NSCA or NASM. Uh, I do not have any of those. I've considered getting those. However, I don't really have need for them. What I do have is I've taken a number of courses, certification courses through CrossFit. I don't think I'm supposed to use the word certification. They want us to use a different word. Um, anyway, um, CrossFit has quite a number of courses, and I've taken one, two, three, four, five, six, five. I think five. There might be six if I'm forgetting one. 
and yeah, there's benefit there. But it's not benefit because it's it's CrossFit or personal training or anything. It's 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 beneficial because it's people teaching you how to teach. And that's the number one thing that most martial arts instructors are lacking is skill in expressing their information. Because how does it go at most schools? You're a student, you're a student, you're a student. Uh, now you're, you're, you're teaching a little bit, you're teaching a little bit, you're teaching a little bit. Uh, and then you go off and start your own school and now you're a full-time teacher. But what doesn't happen at most schools is during that part-time teacher phase, does the teacher critique your teaching? And why does that not happen? Because no one did that for them. And because unfortunately, most martial arts instructors are better martial artists than they are teachers. Can that change? Yes. Uh, that's one of the things that I hope we get to address in the future. Because one of the aspects of whistle kick that's important is that I don't want to tell people what is and is not appropriate for their martial arts. I don't want to say this is how you punch. But what we can say is, here are ways you can teach how to punch. We can make martial arts instructors better at teaching whatever it is that they teach. And so there's a whole world of, of certifications, and instruction, and classes, and resources that we're looking to develop, but we're not there yet. There's a lot that has to happen before we get there. I like this mug. It's coming through blurry, but the mug itself is not blurry. He's a good kid. If, if you are a martial arts instructor, here, let's do this. If you are a martial arts instructor, in the current landscape, the number one thing, the easiest way that you could learn how to become a better teacher would be learning how to teach group fitness classes. And you don't necessarily have to go to any certification for that. You can go to those classes as a student and just observe. You can go to other martial arts schools and observe. If you switch your mindset from, I'm here to learn technique to, I'm here to learn how to teach, that works. If you have friends who run martial arts schools, you, you, you can go to them and say, hey, I wanna become a better teacher. Can I watch your classes? Go with a notebook, take notes. Video, your, video a class that you teach. Watch it. Give it to other people to watch. Can you critique this? I've said this before, I'll say it again. The foundation of any class is keeping it fun. If it is enjoyable, people will learn and they will return. Ooh, I've never said it like that. If it's fun, they will learn and they will return. I gotta remember that. That's a new quote from my list. Um, everybody can improve. Everybody can become a better teacher. The majority of the reason that I can justify CrossFit and CrossFit training from the martial arts side of my life is that it makes me a better teacher. When I go and I, I travel around in seminars and guest instructor classes and whatnot. I'm a better martial arts teacher because of my time in CrossFit, because of my time 
when I was coaching gymnastics because of my time when I've taught parkour. Uh, I'm just better because of it. The more you can teach, the more diverse you are, the better. It doesn't even have to be a physical discipline. It can be an academic subject. The ability to teach math or history translates. Become a tutor. The ability to, to pass on information is really valuable. If you're really good at teaching by demonstrating the physical side, maybe you need to get it better at expressing it using words to teach. And again, being a tutor, being some kind of you know, academic helper in a school might be the way to do it. It has been said, if you work with your hands, you're a laborer. If you work it with your hands and your mind, you're a craftsman. If you work with your hands and your mind and your heart, you're an artist. St. Francis of Assisi, what do you think? I've never heard this that I know of, but I really like it. Uh, and I think it's a, a, I think it applies wonderfully to martial arts. I think it applies especially to forms. And I think it's a great uh, commentary on why some people hate forms. If you just do the movements, that's the equivalent of being a laborer. If you do the movements and you know what they're doing, you're a craftsman. If you do the movements, you know what they're doing and you're putting your heart into it, you're an artist. And if you think about it, those three aspects, Forms is really the only place that shows up in martial arts. If you're doing basics, you can do the movements, of course. You can know what they're doing. But are you really putting your heart into it? Not in the same way. There, there's, there's an aspect of forms training that comes when you've done that form hundreds and thousands of times. You don't tend to do basics hundreds and thousands of times. They tend to be a little different. Maybe not. But in my experience, I've never felt passionate and powerful about doing basics. It's not because I don't value them, not because I don't put my all into them, but because there's there really isn't the space putting heart into it. Sparring, you can do it and you can put your heart into it. But it's probably going too fast for your mind. At least at a high level it is. You're not thinking. You're you're acting and reacting. Primarily reacting. <laughs> Perhaps you could slow it down so your mind can be in it. But then I don't think your heart's going to come through. It's a really interesting quote. 
I like it. And I think you can take it out, out of the, out of training into life. Everything we do, we do, right? So the crafts, the, uh, the labor side, we've got that. Thinking about what you're doing. Mm. Being present. What about that, Casper? Um, you know, I can drink this cup of coffee absentmindedly. I can drink this cup of coffee and I can think about the, you know, that it's a different mug. I can think about the coffee and how it tastes. But I can also be really thankful for Jaden and his family. I can be thankful for the farmers who grew the coffee. I can be thankful for all the things that had to happen that I had the money to buy the coffee. And I can drink this coffee with more than just thought, but some really strong appreciation. And I think that's the, the heart side of it. And in doing that, it tastes better. This is why I think saying grace before meals is really cool. <laughs> You know, it, it forces you to take a moment and think about, oh, but whether or not you're religious, it, you know, grace doesn't have to have to be a, a religious thing. It could be if you're um, if you eat meat, there's a life that was taken, so you could eat that meal and being appreciative of that. Um, again, the, the farmers, the people involved in getting that food to your plate. To focus on what's going on and, and and feel something. I think that's the aspect. Of the the heart in this quote is, to me, feeling something. It's emotion. So if I, I drink this coffee, I notice more. It tastes better. I'm thankful. And I think that's a good way to be. Whether it's it's coffee or training or meals or interactions with other people. How often have you met someone and I struggle with this. I identify with this. Um, your mind is racing so much that they say their name and you forget it within a minute. <laughs> Slow down. Take your time. We're always in a rush. But so much of what we're doing, we're redoing. Or we don't have to do. And if we slow down and we do it right the first time, and we focus on the important things, we actually get a lot more done. Take it back to martial arts. If you're trying to get better at forms, would you rather do a form once really well, take your time and learn as much as you can from it? Or would you rather do it 10 times as quickly as possible? Which one's gonna benefit you more? Don't be afraid to slow down. Don't be afraid to use your heart. And that's going to be your homework today.
Notice when your heart is in things and when it isn't. What can you bring your heart into? How can you be more heartfelt today? You can't tell the wheels are turning. I like that quote a lot. So, I hope you have a great day. I hope if you are new, you will subscribe and turn on notifications because we do this show and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, we do the show live every weekday morning at 6.30 a.m. Eastern here on YouTube, but you can catch it later at firstcupwithjeremy.com or subscribe in your podcast feed, and I hope you do. Also, subscribe to Martial Arts Radio, and we got two shows a week coming out there. I've got an episode of Who'd Win that I really need to record. <laughs> I keep kicking that back because i got to be in the right mindset to do this stuff. Content is hard. People that, that don't make content don't understand. It's, it's hard to be, just say, you got to go. You got to be in the right place. And I really appreciate professional actors and their ability to do that. Because I'm, if I was part of a movie, and I mean, it would take forever. Because I wouldn't always be ready. What else? If you want to ask a question, drop it below or email jeremy at whistlekick.com. And that's it. So go forth. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.